We have a great opportunity coming up January 23rd. If you've ever wanted to learn how to raise private money to fund your deals, we're holding a webinar. It's Thursday, January 23rd, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And it'll be me and Stephen Van Kallenberg, the savvy landlord himself. We're going to cover what private money is, how to use it to buy real estate without involving banks. Uh, we'll cover the details, plus we'll talk about how to make that presentation, who you should make the presentation to, what documents you'll be using. We're going to cover all the details. You can find the flyer for the webinar on my website, truewealthinvestors.com, or you can register at stevenssavvyinvestors.com. Hope to see you there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the True Wealth Investors podcast where we talk about real estate investing to increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. This is episode 001, The Maiden Voyage. I'm glad you're with us. My name is Chad Harris, and I'll be hosting the podcast. I also offer a lot of information and uh, education, inspiration on our website, truewealthinvestors.com and on our Facebook page, which is True Wealth Investors as well. So a little bit about my history, who I am, so that you know me, my background and where I'm coming from. Uh, I started my career as a teacher. I was a high school English teacher. I had worked on rental properties because my parents owned rental properties. So I was familiar with how to work on properties and how to manage properties. But I went into teaching because I enjoyed teaching that fit my purpose and I enjoyed encouraging others. And then eventually I moved overseas to Kenya and I was a missionary in Kenya and I did uh, leadership development. I was teaching church leaders there and encouraging them and helping them solve the problems that they wanted help with. And so that was a great period in our life. We had uh, three of our kids with us there. And then in 2012, we moved back to Ohio. And when we came back, we were deciding whether we would return to Kenya or not. Our son was born, our youngest son. And when he was born, he had some health issues and we, he couldn't fly. So at that point, we knew we were staying in Ohio. Uh, when we realized that, we had about three months until my job would end and all of our income would end. We had three months until we had to move out of the house we were staying in because it was being provided to us by one of our supporting churches. So um, I got my, real, my start in real estate or really took off in real estate out of necessity because I needed to make some money. I wanted a house to live in, wanted my kids to have food to eat, you know, kind of the basic things. And so uh, we started our first deals were, it was in 2012 realm where we were buying foreclosures and we were buying them in uh, city neighborhoods where you could get high cash flow because what I needed was cash flow. So those early deals, um, we used techniques that's commonly known now as the Burr technique, where we would buy it inexpensively, we would rehab it, 
rent it out, and then refinance it. And we always used private money. So even to this point in my career, I haven't gotten a bank loan for our real estate or rental properties. So the early deals, we were buying them cash, putting some effort into it. You could buy foreclosures cheaply then, and kind of the rough ballpark numbers of those early ones, we would buy it let's say a really cheap one might be $12,000 and we'd put 8,000 into the rehab. So we would have 20,000 invested. Once it was rehabbed and rented, it was worth, let's say 30 as a very conservative estimate. And so we could uh, offer a mortgage to a private investor at 80% loan to value. 80% of 30,000 is 24,000. So when we got that investment of 24,000, we would take the 20,000 we had invested and use that for the next property. And that extra 4,000 we would live off of. That was how I got my start. It was great for forcing us to grow. It was a little stressful because I had to churn through those deals because we didn't have very much money from rental income. It was all, all of our major income was initially from the refinancing. So in the early years, I was very hands-on. I did a lot of the work myself. When I did hire people, they worked with me. They didn't work independently. I self-managed everything. The tenants had my personal cell phone number and some would mail rent, some I would pick up rent. None of that would I recommend to anybody today, but you know, when you're starting out, you have to do what you have to do. So that was our, our beginning. Some of our early goals, I had read a book uh, by Robert Kiyosaki called Retire Young, Retire Rich. And in that book, he recommends you make goals, like three levels of goals. One is for security, one level is for comfort, and then the next level is for wealth. And early on, I was really focused on the goals for security. So we had had stressful living situations and been moving a lot for many years. And I was really ready for my family and kids to have stability, to have a place they called home and have consistency in their life. And that was my focus, getting enough cash flow to provide that for them. And then over the years, we obviously hit the comfort goals and hit the wealth goals as well. Um, My vision for the early days, I'm always a big picture person. And so even from the beginning, um, I had a vision for what the business could do. And a lot of that was making ends meet, providing for the family. But also even from the beginning, I had a vision that I wanted my business to provide me freedom. So I'm just my personal preference and how I'm made. I'm independent. I want freedom. I want to be able to go on vacation when I want to go, and I want to go on vacation for as long as I want to. And if there's something going on with the kids, I want to be able to take time and and be with them. From day one, I wanted to set the business up that way. It wasn't that way in the beginning, but that was my vision for it over time. I also wanted to to, uh, build a community. I had a vision for that our residents would feel a part of something bigger, and I had a few different ways. I was Uh, working to do that. And that didn't, hasn't quite panned out. And I think really um, 
we're still working on it. We're still involving the rentals in ministry and things bigger than our community here in Dayton. So my, my additional vision was impact. I wanted to leverage our business, however big we would build it, to have an impact overseas. My passion was always overseas ministry. And so a portion of the rent for each rental still today goes to the ministry we were a part of in Kenya. And we're trying to leverage our business for uh, ministry in Swaziland as well. In the early days, one of my big struggles was that I didn't have W-2 income or I didn't have any stable income. And so I had to go through deals. And that was a good thing. It um, had its good and bads. But another struggle I had was that I was so hands-on. I was so involved in the business. If you have read um, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, then you know that eventually for your business to run well and for it to be a system, you have to work on the business instead of in the business. I was spending all of my time in the business because I was had such a major role in each aspect of the business, it was hard for me to pull out and for the business to run without me. And so uh, that was one of my big struggles really for uh, for years after we started. And it was a gradual process of, you know, to overcome that, we slowly worked me out of different tasks. So it was a lot of writing down how I did a certain part of the job and then hiring somebody to take over that task or delegating that task to somebody we already hired. Uh, it took many years and I slowly weaned my way out. But now uh, at this point, um, we have a website and property management software. I have an assistant and we have contractors and really everything is run by them. The tenants don't know who I am, don't have my cell phone number, obviously, and uh, they just relate to our company uh, through our website and through my assistant. Um, in the early days, my family knew about real estate, they understood it, but we did get some pushback you know, from others who didn't quite understand what we were doing and how we were living without a job, and I think that's just the nature of being an entrepreneur. You're going to be a little bit different and um, you're not going to fit the mold. And that's the nature of it. And you have to be able to just push forward in the midst of doubts. So, you know, there were plenty of times I wondered whether it would work out or whether we would find the next deal or if we found the deal, whether we would find the next investor. And I think that's just, just the nature um, of it. And now, after this many years and seeing where the business has gone, then many people, of course, can uh, have a much bigger appreciation for what we've done and why I did what I did. Um, but really, I think if I were to give advice, advice to my younger self, part of that advice would be just in, in comparing yourself to others or how you relate to others because I struggled with the doubts in my head and I struggled with wanting other people to understand what I was doing. A lot of people won't understand, and that's okay. And you'll find those people that do understand, and they, even if they don't fully understand it, they're supportive of you and encouraging. And um, when you're building your business, just try to be around other people with that same mindset. Um, I would have joined real estate investing associations earlier. Um, I'm a, I've been a part of many 
uh, groups for years now, but in the early days, I, I wasn't. And that's a great way to be around other people who are investing as much as you can be around other people who are encouraging, motivating, uh, blow up the balloon and not deflate your balloon, right? From there, early years, we grew completely from private money. So I was used to raising private money from ministry because we had to raise all of our own funds from ministry overseas. So when I started into real estate, I just started raising private money for real estate and it felt kind of natural to me. And I really did it the exact same way I did for ministry. So I presented opportunity to potential investors. I There was no hard sell or anything. I, a lot of people want to be involved in real estate and I was giving them a way to be involved in real estate, to invest in real estate without the risk of ownership, without the headaches of management. They could be like the bank and just have a lien on the property. We all know that banks do well and banks make money, right? Banks are in uh, big buildings and uh, they're very secure. They make wise investments. So as an investor, if you can be the bank, that's a good thing. Found a lot of investors who wanted to be the bank. And that's how we grew. Uh, maybe three years ago, I started doing creative financing deals and those helped me grow faster. So I could buy bundles of properties and I could buy properties that were occupied or rent ready at least. And that way we could we could go through properties faster. Um, we were when we were doing the bird technique and we were buying foreclosures and rehabbing, we were creating a lot of equity, but it was just a slow process because I wasn't managing multiple crews of contractors. And so when I switched to creative financing, I could grow faster. And uh, it really didn't take very much money using the techniques I was using. It solved the problem that I had at that time with scalability. Um, at this point, we are um, buying or making offers weekly. And I, I still, to this day, do offers with private money and do creative finance deals. So we still don't have any bank loans. And that's okay with me. That's a good thing. It's a lot easier dealing with private money investors who know me and uh, sellers who trust me from our interactions. And really, we're growing our business. We're continuing to refine our property management business. And I think that will, that will be ongoing indefinitely, right? There's always improvements to make with it. I am starting this podcast and working on training for new investors mainly because that's what I enjoy. I'm a teacher by nature and I like teaching and encouraging and uh, helping others. And so I can provide information, I can provide inspiration, and I can share my experiences as a real estate investor. And I hope that, that they benefit somebody. So I hope they help. I hope you enjoy knowing my story and how I got started. If you have a question, reach out to me uh, through the website. Um, it has my email. And I'd be happy to answer any questions. I'd be happy to hear your story and where you're at. The podcast and our company in general, our purpose is to help other people invest in real estate to increase their income, their lifestyle, and impact. So we are going to talk about the nitty gritty details of real estate. We're going to cover how to buy 
We're going to cover how to raise private money so you can fund deals without banks being involved. We're going to talk about how to purchase with creative financing. So the similar situation, you're going to make that purchase where the financing comes from the seller. We're going to talk through uh, each detail of how to manage rental properties. We're going to interview a lot of other real estate investors so you can hear their story. I think there is real power in just hearing other people share how they did it. That's one benefit to being involved in a real estate investor association as you get to talk to other people. But this podcast will be a great platform for you to hear other people's stories. You know, a lot of times as new investors or new investors kind of get hung up on what technique should I use? How should I buy properties? Should I be buying rentals? Should I be doing flips? The longer you're in the business, the more you see that you can make money in any category. There are successful investors who make a lot of money in using each technique. It really is a matter of defining your goals, deciding what you want from real estate, and then using real estate to get it. If your purpose and goal is quick cash, then you're going to want to do the burr technique like I did, or you're going to want to do wholesaling or flipping. If your purpose is more long-term, you want to pay for your kid's college or pay for retirement or add income down the road, or just build wealth over time, then you're going to want to be an owner. You're going to want to have rentals or commercial property, something like that that builds wealth over time and builds passive income. We're going to talk on these podcasts how to increase your income, number one, this real estate is a business. We're in it for income, especially passive monthly income, but income in general. We're also going to talk about how to build your business to support your lifestyle. So nobody wants a business that is basically another job that they have to show up to or the money stops coming in. We want to build a business that supports the lifestyle we want. And for me, that was freedom. Uh, you may want um, something else from your lifestyle and it can change over time. At this stage in life, I want time with my kids, but once they're older and moved out, my priorities will change with how I wanna spend my time. So however, whatever lifestyle we want, we wanna structure our businesses to support that. And then thirdly, we wanna structure our businesses for income because in real estate, we can make a lot of money. And after you've made money and then you set new goals and you make more money, and eventually, everyone is looking for something beyond money. Real estate's a great tool to leverage to have an impact, whether that is impacting our family, impacting our community, or impacting people around the world. We really can make a difference with all those groups. So I'm glad you joined us today. I hope you join us for the next episode. And go ahead and subscribe. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to answer any questions. If you have a question you want on the podcast, let me know. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, go ahead and fill out the form on our website, truewealthinvestors.com. Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey.